share your feelings, concerns and worries with us at seatadvice.in at gmail.com. Oh yeah, she seems to be here. Hi Anjali, welcome to our podcast and uh, I've been hearing a lot of good things and sometimes when you are a counselor's friend and also a counselor's friend counselor that means uh, that that speaks highly <laughs> of you. So probably you are wearing uh, the doctor's gown and uh, also the PPE kits and of course handling the kids also. at the same time which is quite an unnerving challenge so first of all uh, congratulations for managing it thus far but do share some insights from that journey how has it been and um, how do you see the future is going to be all uh, right uh, uh, can you hear me lovely to come in on this uh, conversation thank i am monica and thank you enderji and uh, so monica has given a beautiful uh, overall uh, glimpse of you know how children in general are managing which i was finding fascinating mm-hmm. and i thought let me give you a specific glimpse from the mehta family okay and because it has different members of all ages right you might uh, you know uh, find it interesting and i'm sure this uh, everybody's uh, would have some similarities with what we are facing so Uh, so I'll start with my daughter. Mm-hmm. She's in. Uh, uh, she's just finished the first year of college, and um, the sort of challenges she's facing, apart from of course being online and all, right. are that here's a young person who's at the threshold of life, and when you join college, you want to carve out a new identity for yourself and right. that freedom, mm-hmm. and lots of new things they were doing. Uh, she uh, she's in Jodhpur, mm-hmm. and lots of interesting things, and you know, testing the boundaries a little with the. parents and now I'm an adult what all can I do mm-hmm. and you know unlimited freedom and as monica very uh, rightly said you have these uh, you know farewell parties and welcome parties and and suddenly you know poof that whole thing of creating your own identity in a new place is just vanished into thin air and you're back sitting right in the lap of your family and you're saying i mean how do i carve an identity for myself you know surrounded by all these people without my friends without all these lovely places to go to right so those are the sort of uh, challenges she's facing mm-hmm. i think uh, the other thing is that because the child is right under your nose and you're a responsible parent so you know you say ki tamana why don't you do another internship why don't you you know so so she's feeling that she's uh, taking on a lot of extra stuff and all that and uh, of course all the things related to screen and all i won't uh, you know half on and then you have uh, my son who's in uh, gone into class 11 and like uh, your daughter mm-hmm. that icse for right, exams right. not given mm-hmm. and uh, most of his challenges are more because he is a very avid sportsman basketball player and all that oh. so most of them uh, you know he's not been able to do these sports but i think he's taken it very sportingly to use a pun and uh, what he does is that online uh, you know things they do together both my daughter and son they do exercises together with their friends right so that kind of makes up for it mm-hmm. the other thing is he was into uh, weightlifting mm-hmm. and he couldn't get his weights for a long time so again very sweetly he thought of innovations you know you fill a bucket you do this oh, you okay. do that mm-hmm. so lots of interesting little things how you can substitute for weights right and then of course uh, that loneliness of not meeting friends and also he's been trying to 
counteract it online mm-hmm. then we come to my uh, dear husband his um, uh, you know concerns are a little different i think he is overworked because oh. uh, the time he would spend traveling is he uh, also is a doctor also- is he also a doctor by profession kapil is uh, an engineer mba who oh, was okay. in the about uh, 30 years mm-hmm. and then started his own uh, you know business so so he is enjoying working from home because he feels it increases productivity mm-hmm. and to us everybody is working extra going coming but you don't know where the work day starts and where it ends uh, he says he feels a little cut off when he wears those uh, you know headphones and uh, those sort of things so that thing of being totally cut off is a little unnerving because the office there is a lot of hustle and bustle right now uh, he's actually very nervous about uh, you know the family members uh, going in and out of the house and uh, i think especially me <laughs> because sometimes i forget what happens is that uh, i go to work and there as you very uh, correctly said in the jeep we are wearing that ppe and all which is you know you feel so hot and uncomfortable and it's you know so many layers in front of your eyes you're peering through those lenses right so when you come back like everybody else you like to immediately change into very loose and comfortable clothes you know mm-hmm. as a kind of you know, reaction to that and then you know you kind of walk around the house and you have to really tiptoe around it because if i go into somewhere my son says mama mama don't come in you know there the daughter is doing some uh, sort of exercises with her friends and here a couple you know if he's on a call he's very worried because once i didn't realize i walked across he was having this uh, meeting as you said corporate meeting and i was in a towel and i didn't know i just walked across so you know his ears went red and his face went red and he's he, like whenever the door even thoda sa opens he gets nervous he looks i hope it's not anjali you know so so all that is happening and um, uh, you said other challenges for me um the thing is yeah i just have to be a little mindful where i'm going uh, around the house and all that and um, i'm actually quite enjoying uh, this time to myself because you know one works very hard as a doctor morning evening opd's and all that mm-hmm. and because we've been forced to shorten our time uh, to you know uh, safety measures we don't work more than 6 hours a day so i'm actually very uh, grateful for this time the other good thing is that you know uh, international conferences were very expensive to attend Mm. uh the fee and the travel uh, now everything is free uh, you know on a webinar so that's an excellent learning which doctors are finding at uh, free uh, you know low cost and uh, there's a little bit of pressure on us because um, in the sense because everybody is home they're cooking fabulous dishes and you know putting it out there and all that and people like me were not very good cooks you know at some stage you have to uh, make something and put it out there to so show that you also so those kind of uh, you know sweet pressures are there but uh, and the one who's i think loving this lockdown the most is actually a little pet dog because this kind of attention he hasn't got in years so he, so that that's our family for you mm-hmm. and uh, we do something called family time together for an hour every day that's very precious and uh, for us to have a you know daughter who should have been in college back with us we were you know it's emptiness syndrome Uh, we were really feeling sad and all that. Mm-hmm. We used to look at her face where she used to be and all. And now we find she's right back on her head. So that emptiness thing is kind of just uh, vanished. So there are some nice uh, things in this uh, lockdown. Lovely. In fact, I was trying to count the number of similarities. Yes, we have a dog at home who seems to be 
absolutely enjoying the attention and uh, i keep telling my daughter also who is at a boarding that once you leave it's going to be miserable for him and unlike your daughter our son did not make uh, make it back in time he's not studying here he's uh, outside of the country and he chose intentionally not to come back he says i'm handling it mentally very well and yes i think when the family has been together virtually or actually it has its own pluses and minuses and i think uh, to learn to live with each other together all over again i'm happy to hear because probably we don't tend to quote a few of those um, slam doors and uh, tantrums and challenges of waking up uh, people in time getting everyone together for breakfast or a um, lunch or a dinner at times those things can be challenging but uh, i think it's it's wonderful to have a little structure going to the routine and working it out so now uh, tell me specifically addressing the issue that monica talked about how is your son taking these grade 11 online classes and is your daughter also going to have some online classes once in august or something the next session begins so how is it going to be because i i think it's unlikely that we'll see institutions opening uh, in another 30 60 days or so so how are you looking at that scenario being handled when everybody seem will seem to have online sessions right so uh, my son is uh, taking the classes sportingly and uh, he says you become a little lazy just sitting in front of uh, the uh, you know screen so he is setting little alarms for himself so that you know Uh, he says you you can tend to fall out of a routine very fast because uh, you know there in school it was structured and more disciplined and uh, here uh, that discipline is not there so he's trying to inculcate it in himself with certain alarms and all that uh, that way mm-hmm. and uh, of course um, sometimes it becomes a little excessive seeing things continuously mm. so he was um, you know saying that i wish we had a system where we could Uh, you know, sort of record the thing and see it in a little staggered fashion. The right. thing of seeing it continuously is a little bit of a strain. And then he was telling us interesting things that the school has introduced in view of the corona. Like, for example, they have a mental health class in the morning, right? Where they ask any about mental stresses. And uh, he said one day they asked us that what are you grateful for? And he said I'm grateful for Adil. And Adil said he's grateful for me. And I said what did the other kids say? They said. we are very grateful for our family so we didn't know when to laugh or cry <laughs> okay now That's tell fine. me tell me now specifically this question came to my mind because you are an eye doctor and eye surgeon how do you see this uh, excessive uh, screen time impacting uh, these young kids vision and let's let's specifically address even younger kids who might just get off the online class and their only go to in an unrestricted unchecked home where parents are probably not able to enforce or not even are, are not even sensitive to the fact that my kid spending too much time in front of the screen how do you think these 3 4 6 months of excessive screen time i think it's going to be pretty bad for their eyesight oh yes indeed it is and uh, we are seeing uh, you know like the patients are coming Mm-hmm. and uh, primarily with three things so i get a lot of young patients with a lot of headache and you know symptoms of eye strain that is one that is one of the commonest things they are coming with and when they are coming we are finding a whole lot of myopia in fact there's a, myopia is a minus number right. of the spectacle which you get uh, you know 
and uh, in fact there's a new term which has come up quarantine myopia God. so you know there's a lot of uh, uh, minus number happening and the other thing which is happening is that kids are rubbing their eyes a lot so uh, you know because of rubbing their eyes they're getting more styes around their eyes they're getting conjunctivitis and these are of course little relatively less harmless things but there's a a disease where you get thinning of the cornea called yeah. keratoconus <clears throat> right a great deal of that you know there seems to be an epidemic of keratoconus probably because of uh, you know but that we were seeing even before corona it had already started happening because there's so much more screen usage but this has only accentuated it but uh, that would have a serious long term uh, impact on their eyesight and uh, what do you what do you think is a remedy you know say you've got 4 hours back to back of these classes and i've seen parents shout out loud in ptms online and question this and the very curt answer from the headmistress or the headmaster is can you please stop them from watching too much tv because you know everybody has an answer to defend and describe oh this is okay screen time and that is not but how do you keep kids away from binge watching a series how do you check at 2 am in the morning whether they are asleep because their mobile devices you can't confiscate them it's like chopping off a limb from their body or like you've actually taken out their heart and it stopped beating they can't be without it so uh, what do you think is the best way out how can they frequently take maybe more breaks or how do they rest their eyes do they wash them what what should they do these are all very excellent questions which we tell our patients and they come under something called visual hygiene if we tell you how to uh, you know work uh, better on the screen and look after your eyes mm-hmm. then you are able to you know work for longer hours and also there are some three four very simple things which i'll tell you one very critical thing we tell them is that after every 20 minutes also it's called the 20 20 rule after every 20 minutes look at something which is more than 20 feet away okay. why this distance has been chosen is because if you've done physics any image which is you know more than 6 meters the eye feels it's coming from infinity, infinity. and it doesn't have to accommodate okay. so if you want to rest for the eye you have to look into the far distance maybe for 2 minutes and then get back to your work so you have to build in this lifelong habit you know it's like if you carry us let's say a bucket of water for 8 hours continuously your biceps are not going to work for a week right, they're going to become right. totally hmm. you have to rest your eyes and people erroneously feel that if you just turn a little to the side and talk to a neighbor this thing that your eyes are rested no that far distance is important the second thing we tell the child uh, the person is that you look uh, you know you keep the center of your screen a little lower below uh, eye level maybe 4 to 6 inches okay so when you look Down lower gaze. There's no effort to lift your eyelids. There's no effort on your brow. So you know that lower gaze is very restful. So you can work for longer hours. And then what happens is that when you're looking at the screen for prolonged periods and staring at it, then your eyes blink less. Okay. And the function of a blink is to spread the tear film evenly over the surface of the eye. Right. Now when you're not blinking, you're staring. So your eyes tend to become much much drier. So we tell you know either we prescribe these preservative-free lubricating drops you get them very easily, mm-hmm. or we tell the people to blink a little more, and then we are very particular you know we tell the parents that let it be a bigger screen you just have to invest in a slightly bigger right. screen at a time because we can't stop the child from working you know the same and try to do it in capsules 
if you break up the thing you know less than half an hour if it's possible and in fact some teachers we find they responded very beautifully and they made shorter working hours right. you know for the smaller children mm-hmm. keeping that in mind like if the normal day at school was say 5 hours they very thoughtfully made it 3 hours and usme bhi beech beech mein dekhe breaks yeah i think most of them are trying to do that give them a break after every 40 minutes so that they can get up move around and then come back and settle in for the next class yeah and then we are telling them you give a tablet or a desktop mm-hmm. or you know uh, sort of hook it up to a tv and all that so most parents are uh, kind of investing in that for the sake of their children thank you so much it's it's been a wonderful enlightening session in fact and uh, yeah i think that's one of the reasons it's not so great for the eyes and that's so taxing on the eye that online stuff is actually not working so uh, monica i think uh, it was wonderful uh, speaking to uh, anjali uh, thank you dr anjali for uh, coming in no, and uh, sharing uh, a wonderful personal story and i hope this balance and this sense of calm prevails around the house and uh, the kids continue mm-hmm. to Uh, maintain good discipline and uh, thank you so much for taking out time for us today the pleasure was all mine lovely being with both of you you are listening to the sage advice podcast yeah so monica let's get back to what we were discussing uh, tell me some of those messages uh, that you've got can you share some of those messages with me because um i think they had some uh, hidden pain which we can discuss and probably we can uh, draw some inferences from there so children are definitely talking about difficulty in adjusting to technology they are talking about def like you mentioned earlier exams now exams is a huge source of concern they don't know mm-hmm. what they are going to be facing how they will right. cope with exams open book exams not open book exams online right. exams we don't know not every exam can be online in the first place at least mm-hmm. there will be viewers there will be so many things definitely all the kids who are trying to build profiles beyond online classes now they are really shortchanged in the whole process uh, again just to um, summarize the whole thing so the question which really then again and again comes to my mind is when people come and talk to me about this or i'm sure parents are discussing amongst themselves mm-hmm. the how can we help these kids you know as elder right. people older people as mentors how can we help these kids who are already in very crucial years they're constantly stressed and you know sad to say we are also part of the crowd which is stressing them out you right. know, we want them to be focused yet we want them to be balanced we want them to Uh, not wear their eyes out we don't want them having posture problems we want them to eat well suddenly we want them to do uh, so many other things mm-hmm. besides their the pressure that they already have you know study well focus this that and the other so what we can do to help them really in such a scenario and especially for senior students because that is where um i deal with a lot of kids who are 10th 11th 12th and beyond of course but college classes as well i mean they are already scared you know what we can do the first thing we can do to understand is we don't talk down to them mm-hmm. in any case they have general anxiety about performance in such an uncertain world in this scenario it is even more daunting so to you know help them and rather than turn around and say oh but 
what are you so upset about you know your future so bright look at how much potential you've got you know, mm-hmm. your whole life is ahead of you ek saal chala gaya to kya hua what is a year it mm-hmm. doesn't matter you know but for them this year is a huge part of their lives i mean if you think about ourselves when we were i remember when i was 18 or 19 and i had a friend who had an older sister who was working in a bank you know and 30 32 and i thought she was really old mm-hmm. like 32 god i mean how old is she so to tell them that a year in your life doesn't matter and all while it's true in the long run it may not matter and it's not such a big deal but for them right now this is a very crucial year class 11 class 10 class 12 college think about the kids who are graduating from college now I mean right. if you don't have an internship in place if you don't have a job in place hmm. what future are you looking at so they are right. all very stressed and hmm. so they are stressed and we are expecting them to be eager excited mm-hmm. so which kid will turn around and say yes i'm scared you know because they don't want to look cowardly they want to be also hopeful now we are putting all that huge burden be hopeful your future is there it's going to be bright don't worry this too shall pass right but they don't know so we can't talk down to them their feelings are also mixed they are happy they are a little scared and they might just turn around and tell you can you guarantee anything you and you can't and you can't as parents yeah. and as i think i've been asking many adults also do you know what you're going to do two months from now do you have it planned on your planner where are you going to travel what's your next holiday nobody's got an answer so why do we expect that the child one should be reassured when you yourself inside are so scared and uncertain and unaware of what's going to happen don't feed your children kind of uh, false hopes and don't talk down to them when if it's uncertain tell them to accept it that it is uncertain let's see how it pans out we are all in this together as a family and whatever it will be we'll probably face the challenge together so i think accepting uncertainty and um, something without a schedule and structure we should all take it in our strides and live each day as it comes that's what this pandemic has been teaching us and i think one important thing when you were saying i was looking at and thinking about is in india gap year is a huge taboo and for a student in the uk the us it's it's rather a given that you're going to go travel the world explore find answers before you decide to join college so taking a gap year is something very cool very given accepted understood but an indian parent indian scenario a gap year means like uh, you know it's it's like uh, yeah. hindi mein kahe to it's a major kalank and 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 kids are not able to take that in their stride so don't Absolutely. you think don't you think that also needs to be wiped out totally this whole stigma attached to a gap year which will ease Absolutely. the pressure from a child's uh, i don't know just thinking loud and sharing it with you don't you think the whole yeah. concept has to change what if corona virus 2020 is a gap year so what maybe a million Absolutely. kids take it yes and you they should be allowed the leeway i mean there's no, this is no it's it's not their fault i mean how can you yeah. penalize a child and say oh but you didn't have enough internships or you didn't do enough you know 
because it's it's just not possible yeah you know for some people this whole pandemic like anjali was mentioning is turning into a sort of productivity challenge you know i oh, learned yeah. the language i learned exactly yeah language. people are rushing to outdo each other and uh, prove that whereas this is the time to pause take a break reassess your situation and then proceed calmly this absolutely, is yeah. absolutely i agree entirely and you know to us have a child to understand all these nuances and to behave rationally emotionally especially when they are already so stressed out and they will just turn around and tell you can you guarantee something you don't know what you're talking about right so why force them and accuse them then of behaving like children you know when you so, when yeah, you yourself are losing your bearings and you yes. you you are yourself still trying to figure the whole thing out let it be the way it is let it be the way it is let them learn the balance let them learn fortitude let them learn that sometimes as this generation likes to put it shit happens yeah and right? i think uh, i i started feeling that uh, early in the morning in you definitely play your bhajans and your kirtan and your uh, divine calming music but along with that play this song kesara what will be will be you know this is how it is and you have to take the whole uh, 2020 in your stride whether you want to strike it off your calendar or retain it is totally your call but it's here to stay absolutely and the good news is when i'm speaking to these kids i find so smart to adapt to the circumstances yeah so i think many of them are very quickly coming it's becoming the new normal for them you know yeah and to just tell them that they're not alone and if they need to reach out we're there that's the biggest thing a parent or a mentor can do at this point in time lead by example yeah and i think that's a beautiful note to sign this conversation off that we are there and that's what we are also trying to tell them that at sage advice we are there to listen to you so it's cool it's it's great we know the online stuff is not really working great but let's put up with it as long as we have to and keep sharing what your worries and your concerns are our email id is out there in the notes of this uh, podcast episode and i'm going to say it out loud as well sageadvice.in@gmail.com s a g e a d v i c e . i n @gmail.com So I'd like to thank both Monica and Dr. Anjali for sparing this extended one hour almost and having this wonderful conversation with us. I think we are all trying to make sense of it. We don't have conclusions, we don't have firm answers, but yes, these questions will take them all in our stride and walk together with our children to make sure that they are uh, they're good, they're okay and they should chill. What do you say? Absolutely. Yeah, thank you Anjali and thank you Monica for being here with us today. Subscribe to this podcast and share with all for whom you care. Sage advice for a better life.